1: You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking us for advice. Uh, Usually it's, you know, how many games will the Pacers win this season? Uh, The truth is, I don't know how many games they're going to win, but if you think you know, you've got to go check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to our listeners that's been good to us. So that's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Right now, MyBookie is slammed with new betters and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code READY25 to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use the promo code READY25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 free play by using our promo code READY25. And It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and take that extra cash.
2: Neal the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Ow! Oh, he backed it in! He backed it in! And the game is tied. We're going to overtime. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18
3: points, nine rebounds, six oh, assists. No. Oh, oh! Oh! What a block. Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the
0: NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen.
2: Ladies and gentlemen,
0: welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast.
1: Welcome back to episode 18 of the Born Ready to Pod Podcast. My name is Chris Cook, and sitting next to me, as always, Eric Hawk. Jake Light, guys, very special Central Division Preview episode today.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I've been staying up all night doing all this research, so I know everything about the Milwaukee Bucks now, and I'm ready to school you guys on knowledge.
3: Um, I think uh, the Chicago Bulls um, have put me to sleep a couple times just taking a look on what the, what their roster entails. Um, their over-under number is kind of low, but um, I'm alive and well trying to uh, decipher what to make of this porous roster.
1: I think we feel a lot of that way with some of these teams in this division. But also sitting next to us, we have the intern. Intern, say hi. Hi, guys.
3: And <laughs> it's enough airtime for him today. Yeah, enough for
1: him today. A very special guest. We, guest, excuse me. We have a lifelong Detroit Pistons fan sitting with us today. One of our friends, Evan Schroeder. Evan, thank you for joining us today.
2: It is an absolute pr- pleasure to be here. Appreciate it, guys.
1: What are you most looking forward to today? Your first time on the podcast.
2: Most looking forward to the witty repartee between all of the hosts. Listen to the pod; several episodes. Um, Love the Daenerys episode. So looking forward to. Uh, Is that to the going only the episode stage. you've listened to? No, just my favorite. Okay,
0: great. What's Maybe. your least
2: favorite? Least favorite. None of them, they're all great Good answer. It's a great Thank answer, answer.
1: Um, So as mentioned, Central Division preview episode We have all five teams in the Central Division today We're going to go through them here at the beginning One by one And we're going to just pretty much summarize What they did in the off offseason uh, Give our thoughts on what they did And then also a burning question at the end You guys come up with your own burning question About this team going into the season And then later on the episode we're going to get into uh, predictions And then also discuss some of your feedback So I'm going to hand it off to Jake right now he is going to start off with the Chicago Bulls.
3: Yeah, the Chicago Bulls are a pretty interesting team, honestly. Uh, fully young uh, guys that just haven't really proven anything but have a lot of potential. So uh, last year during the 2017-2018 season, they finished with a record of 27-55. Um, obviously, you know, last in the division, 13th over on the East. Um, and... They lost some guys, but none of them were really that great. Okay, they lost Jaren Grant, Sean Kilpatrick, David Nwamba, uh, Noah Vonleh, and Paul Zipser. Um, I don't think any of those guys are going to be playing, you know, on I don't a think championship any roster. Um, mm-hmm. we losing
1: those names, right? right.
3: And uh, they were able to attain uh, Zach Levine, uh, Zach Levine, whatever you want to call him, four-year, seventy-eight million dollar contract. Jabari Parker, two-year, forty million dollar contract, and they were also able to get Antonio Blakeney. Uh, Um, and he was a real good player at LSU. So um, I really like what they were able to do in the draft as well. Wendell Carter is one of my uh, favorite players coming into the draft. Uh, The Duke people were talking very highly of him. Uh, Some even believe that he's going to turn out better than Bagley, Um, Marvin Bagley, who was drafted number two overall by the uh, Sacramento Kings. So overall, I really like what they did, Um, just doing some research on him. I think they're going to have some problems getting – Um, all of these forwards on the floor at the same time. Um, That's going to be something to look at. Um, Chris Dunn, he's coming into, I believe, his third year in the NBA. It's time to figure out if he can play or not. And Zach Levine He's had some monster games But he's kind of like a volume shooter At this point with a lot of athleticism So I don't really know how that's going to work out I don't really see a lot of shooting on this team Uh, Their projected starters uh, Chris Dunn, Zach Levine Justin Holliday, Laurie Markinen, And Robin Lopez Um, That's kind of what we think Is going to happen at the beginning I think by the end um, Obviously Jabari Parker as he gets more healthy He's going to be you know jumping in there for minutes at the three, I guess. I could
1: honestly see them putting Jabari at the four and then having Mark and play the five. Yeah,
3: see, I actually, from everything that I've read so far, they're really impressed with Wendell Carter. Um, And I actually think he could jump in at the five spot. I think in the dream scenario for the Chicago Bulls, I think... You know they're not going to be competing for a playoff spot I would say I think that's a pretty fair assessment Vegas agrees they're over under 30 games uh, for this upcoming season I actually think the best thing I could do is find a suitor for Robin Lopez um, Good just block. yeah I know but create some playing time um, because I think the Best five they have in terms of potential is probably Chris Dunn at the one, uh, Zach Levine at the two, and this is where it gets hairy because Parker's probably going to have to slide to the three, which I'm not sure he can defend. Markinen at the four, and Wendell Carter Jr. at the five. Um, Denzel Valentine uh, off the bench. Uh, Cameron Payne has a little potential, and so does Bobo Bobby Portis. So um, I, I think that they have the ability to make some noise in the central for games at a time, but I think they're still a ways off from actually competing. My one burning question for the Bulls is whether or not they can you know, play all three of their big men prospects, Laurie Markkinen, uh Wendell Carter Jr., and uh, Jabari Parker at the same time, because none of them are very great defensively, and Wendell Carter's not a, you know, a big center, so can they work out a roster in which all three of those guys are on the floor at the same time? That's my
2: burning question. Fun fact about the Bulls, just real quick. Yeah. Fun unless you're a Bulls fan, right? Jabari Parker and Zach Lafine both tore their ACLs four days apart. That is that is not fun for the Bulls fans. However, right.
3: The good news is they're one ACL tear away from like a top five pick again. That so is. maybe that yeah. is kind of fun. It's fun, you know, during the summer. But exactly. yeah, I I do like I do like the accumulation of talent. Um, it's obvious they're just trying to get talented people. They're they're not getting big name free agents. They had to wait for Jabari Parker, um, who is a bigger name I think at this point than you know in terms of you know his name recognition than his actual skill. Uh, Zach Levine obviously has a ton of potential with his athleticism. They're just trying to get as much potential and skill as possible and try to figure it out later. And I'm not sure Fred Hoytberg's the coach for that to you know to happen under, but. You know, what the hell? You know, let's let's take a shot on some of these young guys and see what happens. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. That was the Chicago Bulls for you. So now we're going to move on to Evan, putting him on the spot here with the Detroit Pistons.
2: Detroit Pistons, first of all, lifelong Pistons fan. Do not judge me for that. Uh, pains and pleasures. Yeah, it must go have with been that. real
1: hard for three NBA tiles
2: It was <laughs> enjoyable. Um, but diving into the Pistons here, looking at their record last year, 39-43. and 43, Ninth in the East, I feel like when you think about the Pistons, they're a team that you seem like, man, I feel like they've come in ninth eight years in a row. And that's about – you're pretty much dead on there. Um, So ninth in the East, fourth in the division – uh, you look at what they lost this year, uh, Anthony Tolliver, Jameer Nelson, Kay Felder, James Ennis, a lot of those guys not key contributors. But then you think about the Blake Griffin trade that occurred kind of halfway through the year, also lost Tobias Harris, I would add, um, maybe in there as well. Um, didn't have a first-round pick. Uh, took Kyrie Thomas and Bruce Bowen in the se- – or, Bru- sorry, Bruce Brown. I said I the- did that when
3: I was looking yeah, at it
2: too. In the second round, um, couple Would you wing- rather
3: have Bruce Bowen?
2: Probably. Okay. couple wing 3 and D guys uh, in the second round to add kind of to the rotation there. Um, free agency picked up GR3, Glenn Robinson, baby dog, as he's known. Uh, a lot of you guys, I'm sure, familiar with him in his Pacer days. Jose Calderon as bench point guard depth because Reggie Jackson will probably go down at some point. And then uh, Bench Big and Zaza Pachulia. I guess
1: that one. That's I guess big that big at the beginning of the season. There. Zaza, Zaza would go to Detroit. Detroit.
2: Um, when you look at kind of their lineup going into the year, it uh, looks like it's going to be Reggie Jackson, Reggie Bullock, two Reggies, uh, Stanley Johnson, Blake Griffin, and Andre Drummond in the starting lineup. And it's an interesting team um, and interesting pieces. So I was looking at them, and I like to try and come up with a random name for the teams. And for the Pistons, they are the puzzle. Because they have a lot of pieces, and you do not know how they're going to fit together, including the coach. So a big thing for the Pistons, I think, is Coach Dwayne Casey, new coach, um, and what he's going to bring to this team um, and give maybe a little fun and and confidence back to the players. Um, So like I said, Reggie Jackson, Bullock, Johnson, Griffin, and Drummond in the starting lineup. Then off the bench, you got Ish Smith, Luke Kennard, uh, Glenn Robinson III, John Luehrer. Zaza, Jose Calderon, um, Langston Galloway, Bruce Brown Jr., Henry Ellenson, and Kyrie Thomas. Uh, so a lot of depth there. And I actually think the Pistons have an okay bench. Like I said, I think they are the puzzle because they have pieces. They have a point guard who can pick and roll. Um, they have a shooter in Reggie Bullock, um, a little underrated. It's taking him some time to come into his position. Um, some, some of the two most athletic big men around in Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond but only the Lord knows how this team is going to fit together and what Dwayne Casey is going to do that offense. So I think that's the big question around the Pistons. Vegas says over under at 38. I like them for three wins above that, 41 and 41, if not up to 43. So I would go over there. Um, like I said, Dwayne Casey, Ooh, wow. first year. Yep, little Vegas little Vegas tip for you. Uh, Dwayne Casey, first year head coach, taking over for Stan Van, RIP. Um, <laughs> I think uh, the, the Pistons have a chance to take the Cavs' spot in the playoffs this year. I'm not going to dive into predictions yet, but um, I like that. Uh, my one burning question for Detroit is, will Dwayne Casey win back-to-back Coach of the Year awards? That is the one burning question.
0: Wow
3: the one thing I think is interesting about the Pistons, um, just taking a look, and I like to think that Vegas is a little bit smarter than me. I know that's kind of a crazy thing to think about oneself, you know. (laughs) Um, But, um, you know, for the Bulls, I was taking a look at it. Their over-under is 30 wins this year, and they only won 27 last year. So to me, that says that Vegas thinks they've gotten better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas for the Pistons, they won thirty nine games last year, and the over unders at thirty eight. So not saying they think they're you know incredibly worse, yep. but if you add Blake Griffin for a full season,
2: you're getting Reggie Jackson healthy to yeah. start the season. And why is it lower? And here's the thing: this is gonna this is a cool stat too. Right. Reggie Jackson twenty seven and eighteen with him in the lineup last year. First wow. of all, and Reggie Jackson and Blake Griffin played a total of forty seven minutes together last year. That's it. So, And you had the
3: coach of the year.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, and uh, I kind of dug into Dwayne Casey's principles a little bit. Loves spot-up shooting. Drives and kicks. Loves spot-up shooting. Pistons, even under Stan Van Gundy, were sixth in the NBA in spot-up shooting true percentage last year, according to NBA.com. So I like – I think his principles mesh – but I think they put him lower because when he took over, like, the Raptors, their first year was rough. Hmm. But it takes him a little bit to get those principles installed. Um, so I think that's where that comes in. But I like him to be able to figure that out kind of quicker this time around. Oh, I agree.
0: The Acer's are winning in the East,
1: from what it sounds like from oh, yeah. um,
2: you. Possibly. <laughs> uh,
1: all right, well, for your own sanity, I hope you're right. and They do improve, but... Uh... It's a very optimistic. Look.
0: You only really get that at the I can't business. say that. I don't I disagree. It's forty-one and 20. forty-one
2: and forty-one seems reasonable. I didn't have the it same. I think. I hope. if Blake
0: Griffin's it. healthy, that's a hundred percent.
2: Well, he's not gonna be for all yeah. the seasons. Oh,
0: he'll eventually he'll be out for like ten games. Yeah, in a row. So. And what were you saying about Drummond shooting threes? You yeah, see, you gotta tell us that on here. Andre
2: Drummond read an article just yesterday. Detroit News referencing that article. Drummond said he shoots 1,000 three-pointers for every practice. I'm sure those of you that follow have seen, he's like Dwayne Casey says he's giving him the green light to shoot three-pointers. Shoots 1,000 three-pointers every practice. Says he makes 40%. That's unguarded three-pointers. I don't know if somebody's going to break it to him, but that's terrible. That's not good. I feel
1: like I could shoot that. (laughs)
2: That's that's not good for an NBA player. So that is one thing to not be excited about. Yeah,
1: makes sense. All right, well, that wraps up the Detroit Pistons. And up next on the list, Hawk, take it with the Milwaukee Bucks.
2: Okay,
0: first with the Milwaukee Fear Bucks. Fear the deer. He feared the deer, 100%. percent you got to start with the new head coach, Mike Boldenholzer. Uh, he was the Spurs assistant for the Spurs dynasty, so he has some clout there. And then he was also the Atlanta head coach for a while. And I just read an article also, speaking of articles, that – He's having everybody on the team shoot threes. No, it doesn't matter where. We're all chucking threes. So he's living and dying by it from what it sounds like. Um, with this team, you got to start with Giannis. I mean, you can make a case that Giannis could have won most improved player every year he's been in the league. He just creases everything he does. Um, you want to see him at a three-point game if you want to. He's like – I would already consider him like a top-ten NBA player easily. But if he wants to get to that next step, he's got to maybe shoot that three for what he does. That – They drafted – two years ago they drafted D.J. Wilson, a guy I kind of liked, and he hasn't really shown much. And then this year they drafted Dante DiVincenzo. I think that's a big question for them, if they have any of these young guys step up and give them anything. I mean, this team took Boston to seven games in in the – was it the first round of these two conferences? Yeah, was first round. Yeah, so they're they're competitive. I mean, Bledsoe gets there early in the year. He's traded there. Uh, He didn't really mesh well at the beginning. And, you know, new coach, new system, you're hoping that – these guys that you've had already can take another step, mesh well. I mean, they didn't really add anything, so that's what I'm. They're yeah, just building through the draft a little bit. They're hoping something hits, and then maybe, you know, they're going to try to sign. I don't. This is not a competitive Eastern Conference team, I don't think. But I think they can surprise people, and that that series with the Celtics last year showed it. And one guy I want to mention here, I, th- I think he's very underrated in the NBA is Chris Middleton. I mean, this guy's going free agent on next year, 27. And he shot 60% in that Boston series from three. And through the year, he was he, he didn't shoot the three as well, but, I mean, this guy got hot, and he was a complete difference maker. And if you have a guy like that next to Giannis, they can be just as good as these other teams. You know who doesn't have Giannis a guy like that? The
2: T-
1: Pacers. The Detroit Pistons, because they got
2: that, rid of him. That's Baby Durant. So I saw him coming out is. of Detroit. Baby Durant, let him go.
1: <laughs> that sucks.
2: Yes. But I, you got I, Luke Kennard.
0: You definitely got Luke <laughs> Kennard. <laughs> Good he's promise. one of the guys on the Bucks, other than Giannis, I actually think is a good NBA player. I mean, you got you got all these question marks with the Bucks. Guys that if they play to maybe what they could, this is a serious team. You got Thon Maker. Nobody knows his age. He's listed as 21, but I mean, I am this cloth. guy can be 50. You just don't know, and he's not really making any gaps from year one to two. DJ Wilson the same way.
1: And I don't like their bench.
0: Yeah, their bench sucks. I mean, and I don't think I think is very overrated from what I saw from him last year. I had him on my fantasy team. Uh, not to brag, um,
1: <laughs> and then the, the the Urson contract as well. That sticks out to me. That's terrible.
2: I agree, it's terrible. I do think he's a good piece for their team, though. I do think he fits in well.
3: Somebody really has to shoot other than Middleton, right?
2: That's that's what I'm saying. And if with, Gian, with Giannis' flexibility, like defending, mm-hmm. yeah, I like Urson as a piece there. Contract not great. Some we'll guy,
0: see. another we'll guy in the mix, Malcolm Brogdon. He only played about half the year last year, but the year before he did win Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Somehow, I mean, i we'll, will never understand that. Class, yeah. And then last year, I mean, his stats were a little improved, and he's he was averaging like thirteen a game. So I mean, he's another piece. I just think this Bucks team reminds me of the Pacers, maybe like last year, or the year before. And I think Giannis is like the opposite of Victor. You know what? He's going to be that All Star. You just maybe want to surprise some people. I think they need another piece to be legit, and thankfully they don't have that piece because I'm a Pacers fan. So what am I even saying? You got me thinking I'm a Bucks fan all of a sudden. But last year they were 44 and 38. I their over under this year is 47 and a half. So obviously they thought they there was think they're better, but I don't really see it. I don't like it. I don't anything? like it.
1: I mean, people are high on them, and I just I don't like it. The it's, thing is, I'm not there's a lot of question, question
0: marks. Like, and then you got guys that Tony Snell, Shabazz Muhammad, Brooke Lopez, John Henson. These. Dova, they added Connington. Like that is a trash ass team right there, in my opinion. So I mean, they got four to five guys that I like, <laughs> like, and they could be good. Like I really seen. really, what out. happened
1: is they got a good coach. They, <laughs> they, they got rid of a kid, they replaced him with a good coach, and but they who were, was the who was yeah, the interim okay. coach? Who was the coach? I, I forget that guy's name. name. He,
0: the most forgettable name of all. Yeah, the time. He, it that's was why you <laughs> can't. But I mean, dude, I, give him credit. They took Boston to the seven games. I think that's that stand. That's the only reason. I think they could be the second best team in this division. I, I I don't see Detroit. I don't see Bulls being the second best team in the division. Uh, I don't know, Pistons. I mean, I just said them. I don't, what do you think? Do you think they're the second best team in this division? Yes. Yeah, and I think they have the best player in the division. That's why it speaks for itself.
2: I think they improve by maintaining their core parts too. Like yeah, so, the, at the in the East at this point, that almost helps you improve.
0: It so does. Just, but They're an injury away I mean, from being. Like not even making the playoffs, in my opinion. If Middleton yep. goes down or if Giannis goes down, they're going to get the number one pick.
3: This, this sounds like harsh, but I and I, we've said this before on the podcast. I hate adding like good players from really crappy teams because if they were actually good players, their teams wouldn't be so crappy. Eric Bledsoe has never really played for a winner. When he was asked to do anything. In Phoenix, they, they, I mean, they've been bad for like five or six years. Every year that he's been there. <laughs> Brooke Lopez, same way. He played for the Nets, and the Nets said, you know what? We suck,
2: but we don't want you. <laughs> yeah, Pretty rough. Another fun fact. Brooke Lopez, Nets all-time leading scorer.
3: Whoa. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, he yeah, played true. for him for a while. And that's all you need to know. He, they, were willing, <laughs> they were willing to send him to L.A., and L.A. was like, you know what? I no, we though, don't need you. No clue. You had Dallas and Phoenix there.
0: for several years, so that probably is why. Well, fun fact about the Bucks: they've had the 17th pick two years in a row. So I'm looking for him to get it in the third. Here's year my question, Bucks: think
1: of think of bes- besides Giannis, another small forward in the Eastern Conference that comes to your mind right off the bat, like top small forward? Because I'm trying to think of one, I can't think of it.
2: LeBron James. Eastern for who? Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference. <laughs> yes.
1: Enter. Um, you got somebody off the top of your head? Uh, White Leonard.
3: I
2: mean, the Ooh, that's okay. oh, that's Kawhi. fair. Kawhi,
3: put
1: Kawhi on Brown. Put, okay, Ooh, who do you think's better, yeah. Kawhi or Young? Hayward,
3: Kawhi.
2: Because, okay,
1: uh, I think Kawhi is better too, so that's not really a good. one. I want like someone a step down. From you him. know what? No, I Giannis. will take it.
3: I'll take it a step further though. Would you rather have like right now for the rest of their? Careers, I'm not asking Kawhi I or Giannis. I just want Giannis. To know. I don't
0: think it's close. Yeah, Giannis. Because. Okay, done. all right, good. He's at, He's the thing with Giannis is his points per game have just skyrocketed every year. It's like plus four, like, and he hasn't slowed down at all. And, I don't know, I just think he's trained with Kobe this offseason. I mean, I mean I, that means something. I mean, I don't know, I don't, I've i never been a Kobe guy. So, he, let's said put, he got to the Kobe Bryant
1: workout three hours early. Yeah, I saw that. So Giannis is ready to ooh, go. Ooh, I'm out the box. Let's <laughs> put Gordon Hayward in place of Giannis on this team. Otto Porter? I'd put, I don't know. Let's, Gordon Hayward, let's okay. put him in place of Giannis on this team. How do you think that would affect it? Taking Giannis off the Bucks and replacing him with Gordon Hayward. That roster looking at it right now. Do you still think they would be decent? They would be killer. From they
2: would make the playoffs like, still. they I really do. The
1: thing is, you take
0: Giannis defensive
3: flexibility yeah, would be know. out the window, though. Uh, they I they're would the say they're like an ever, eight. Well, here's yeah. my here's my thing. They're obviously, legit the weirdest team. Ever. Take out Cleveland. Um, so if you take out Cleveland, that means they would have been the six seed last year with Giannis. If you take Giannis out and put in Gordon Hayward, do they drop out of the playoffs, drop a couple seeds? Like, what do you think?
0: Is this p- post-injury? Because, I mean, we still don't
1: even know. Like, take the injury out
3: of the equation. Take the injury out of it.
0: I, I don't think they're making the playoffs, honestly.
3: I think eight seed at best. Yeah. Think, Are they better than the Pistons? I, I think, I think Giannis
0: it. is just such a freak, and, like, he's just what he does in the game is just stupid. Like, yeah. And if he develops that three-pointer, it's over.
3: His hands. Yeah. My God. Some girl is unhappy.
1: <laughs> all right, well, that's going to wrap up the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks, and I'm going to now dive into. We'll cut that. No, we'll keep it <laughs> yeah. in there. I'm going to dive into the Cleveland Cavaliers, oh. who I, think, I I think we can all agree right now. Without you know, we've got predictions, but they definitely had the worst seat, uh, worst off season, not only in the division but in the entire NBA. I think we can all agree on that. Yep. So, biggest news, we all know about it. They lost. Their best player, the guy who took them to, what was it, four straight finals appearances, I think? Yeah. LeBron James bolts them, goes out to L.A., Um, and they really didn't do much. So just think of it this way. You traded LeBron James. They didn't trade him, but let's just say they did. They traded LeBron James for Channing Fry, David Nwaba, Isaiah Taylor, and Kobe Simmons. Do you guys think that's a fair trade? I don't even know anybody who just uh... said... <laughs> so they got Channing Frye back. He used to be on the roster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that. Yeah, that was their biggest signing. And then the guy from the Bulls in Waba, they got him... I
3: think that's how you say his last name. I'm the guy not really from sure. the Bulls. The guy the oh, Bulls, Bulls deemed uh, not good enough to play on their team.
1: Yeah, and let's also throw in Sam Decker. They got him via trade. He's been traded like five times. So <laughs> they've definitely had the worst offseason. And not only that, but their offseason, worst offseason started at... The uh, trade deadline last year when LeBron James, who was the GM of the Cavs at this time, traded away pretty much everything (laughs) to free up the cap cap space for the Lakers, brought in Clarkson, brought in Larry Nance Jr., brought in George Hill's contract, and then on top of that they're paying J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, Tristan Thompson. Oh, yeah, and they just signed Kevin Love to a four-year, $120 million contract. This team has below—I mean, they're not going to be complete crap, but this has— below average written on it for years, absolute years. I don't know why they would sign Kevin Love to that contract. You have to rebuild. You have to rebuild. Cleveland, they want to be average. That's fine. They want to go into Detroit purgatory right now and, you know, be that ninth or tenth seed, and good for them, I guess, but uh, it just makes no sense to me. Um, obviously, draft pick-wise, they brought in Colin Sexton, point guard out of, out of Alabama. I think they got him there with the eighth pick. I think uh, based on their projected starters right now, they have George Hill and J.R. Smith in the backcourt. I think Sexton will be there at some point in the season. Starting there's no really no reason to keep George Hill and J.R. Smith starting. You got to let the rookie go out there and start some games this year, get him some further experience. Uh, and then they got Corver, Larry Nance Jr., and Kevin Love. So, what do you guys think about that starting five?
2: I think LeBron may have actually been a genius GM move in knowing for that he himself. was going to the Lakers just tore down an entire team. Yeah.
3: I'm sure I'm sure it was just by happenstance that he yeah.
0: did that
2: deal with the, the Lakers. The starting lineup was it's, so bad. Yeah. Uh, some
0: We're other trying to be optimistic about it yeah. and there's nothing.
1: You're like you're just gonna get bogged down with your just shitty
0: Chris, what points.
2: is their over under wins for this year? Thirty
1: point five, and I think that's I think that's pretty good.
2: This is gonna be an unpopular take. Can I like pick? them for well over that. You do? I do. I've seen them winning like thirty-five. Because they have so many veterans yeah, and I mean, players. What, I'm just, not trying to say this is a good team here, but
0: they're just completely average. That's what they have built. They can win. What, they, they I can easily so win thirty games. Like I'm just, I just think they're just completely
3: average. Well, Kevin Love's going to get hurt at some point. Yeah, either he's going to win MVP. Like it's, he's going to get
0: win.
1: hurt. I, I'm hoping we do see, you know, a pre Cleveland. Yeah, Kevin Love.
3: love. T love. puts it, up a 30 30 on opening That'd be fun. Nine. You're yeah. going to laugh, yeah. but I like the Chetty Osmond guy, too. No, I mean, I, I, he has a, he's I was a gonna player. Say I want
0: to hear more about I, I,
3: I actually, I'm telling you right now, I think that he will be in the starting five, game one. I'm going to call it. That's my bold prediction for this team. Wow.
0: What spots are you taking? Corver, uh, Corver
3: yeah Corver. I mean bring some shooting off the bench yeah. <laughs> let's go um, they have a better bench than freaking Milwaukee Jesus well yeah I would say yeah um, their yeah, entire so, team
2: is
1: bench true that bench uh, as you just mentioned also on it players we haven't named yet uh, Clarkson Rodney Hood who had to settle for that one year three point four million dollar qualifying offer. He went into restricted free agency this year thinking he was gonna get paid. You know, the guy that refused to go in, in garbage time realized, yeah. you know, I just wasn't very good last year.
3: Jake's very high on that guy for some reason. I don't
2: know why. The dude can shoot. That's literally uh, it.
3: I think like in the NBA, I think that goal the goal is you want to throw the orange thing through the hoop and he can do that pretty well sometimes. So I uh, think yeah, one good. out
1: of every ten games he's pretty good at that. Uh, Sam Becker, Tristan Thompson. Other guys we had mentioned earlier. So that's primarily the bench. Ty Lu, head coach. We're gonna actually see how good of a head coach he is this year. This is gonna be the first, pretty much yeah. his first year of head coaching. I can't Absolutely. wait to see his dumb face <laughs> on the sideline.
0: Dude. That's just
2: gonna be a, when they in like
1: the, the fourth and it's just dumb. My face. favorite meme oh, is the dumb awesome. face where it says, "I don't know what I'm doing." <laughs> it's just great.
2: What is their offense gonna look like?
1: I don't know. That you're, like, you're getting a step ahead of me there. You're yeah. getting a, don't, don't I literally get have there. no idea. Wait, speaking of, did Hawk ever ask his burning question? No, I didn't. I remember that when you started talking. I just completely spaced out. We'll we'll come back to it. Okay, we'll go back to that. Um, So, yeah, Ty Lue, first year as being the head coach. We'll see how actually he performs without LeBron there. Um, But as I mentioned, below average team, I could see him getting over 30.5. I could also see them going under if, you know, love gets hurt. But not expecting too much of them. I think they'll just be a team that you go into on a random Tuesday night. They have... 5,000 fans in the crowd, and, you know, they just are making every shot and beat you by 30. I can see that
2: happening. Tristan Thompson says the path of the East goes through them.
1: Yeah, he was. Do you believe him? No. (laughs) I love the confidence, but I don't believe him. Um, So pretty much to wrap up my burning question for them, though, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, who is going to generate the offense for a team who heavily relied on two guys in the past, Kyrie and LeBron? What do you guys think? I mean, you're hoping it's Sexton.
0: You're hoping Sexton can come in and just be a traditional point guard. I watched George I Hill.
1: Know. I watched George Hill's point guard for years with the yeah, Pacers. It's not George Hill. He's what not generating it? offense. George Hill's um, not going to do that. J.R. Smith's not generating offense unless it's for the other Holber's team. definitely not. Clarkson's not open. a
2: true point guard Ooh. either.
3: No. I wonder who like, it could be. It's got to be Sexton. Could be, Sam
1: Decker's is going to come in. And
0: could just, be, and
3: could be somebody else that can, who you know, got better at scoring. You know, Rodney
0: Hood's not good. He's All right, good. No, no, no,
3: let me just hear me out. I got some stats to back this up oh, here. No, okay, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. okay. So he's been in the NBA for four years. Eight point seven points his first year, playing on a very bad Utah team. We can agree. So he should be getting points, right? Okay, so fourteen point five year two, twelve point seven year three, fourteen point seven. Okay, year four. And during that time, he also was averaging 17 points a game before he was traded and sent to the purgatory that was the Cavs bench. I'm just
1: saying the guy can score. I don't ever remember him scoring like six points in that play. He season. probably six watched six, him six. one random game on ESPN, <laughs> and he made every shot one time. And
2: Are you? I actually
3: got to watch him quite a bit because I used to like watching Gordon Hayward. Tonight. Are you a
2: Duke guy? Just I, answer that I question.
3: Absolutely not. Okay. But I do like Wendell Carter. I know. I'm sorry, I guess I just... He's he's we'll average, he's average well. 17 okay. points a game. So offensively... I don't know. If he does that,
1: that would be huge. Offensively, they're just... They have nobody.
3: They, oh, they suck. they got a lot of I'm guys who to want say, to shoot. Really on like a them. good team, Rodney Hood doesn't score 17 points. I think points. you don't know what they
1: are. Yeah.
3: It's too early.
0: If Sexton's a good, above-average point guard, does that change your outlook at all? If he can distribute... Get Corver open. Kevin loves. Their Has ceiling. He's going to call the bench for the first half of their the Their ceiling with him
1: is eight seed. If I'm Tyler, there's I, no I, way I'm I, starting the year with Their ceiling is the eight seed. Bottom out is one of the worst two teams in the East.
3: Yeah. How do you bottom out this team? Because that's probably what I'm trying to do. I, I was to guaranteed out. middle of the pack. If you're
1: trying to bottom out, you don't sign Kevin Love to an extension like that.
3: No, I'm saying, but if I'm the guy, I mean, I'm looking at Kevin Love. Is Kevin Love ever going to be the best player on a championship team? I think the answer is hell no. Okay, so if it's hell no, what are you doing? I don't know. You're just know. trying to they, stay they, above. And of the
1: players they have, they can't trade them. Who's going to trade for George Hill unless you attach, like, a pick? Like, they would have to attach a first-round pick, and they're not doing that. Like, he's got another two years, I think, on his deal. J.R. Smith's got another Oh, it's contract. bad.
3: It's bad. You're probably going to have to trade, like, picks to get the out call of sex it. Can Carlton shoot at all? He I, He's more of a slasher. He can shoot a little bit. But at Alabama, I was super impressed with the way he, like, was, you know, just getting to the rim. And he's just kind of got a mean, like, savage-like attitude. Like, Damn. I really like
2: him. He's got some dog in him. I think he's going to need the mental. Like, he's going to need the first half of the year to pick up the playbook, whatever playbook Perfect that is. Perfect George
3: Hill opportunity, though, really. George Hill would be great at that.
2: I'm serious. Like,
3: coach him along, you know, yeah. teach him how to miss a free one out of two free throws in clutch situations just like he always did for the Pacers, and we'll be good.
2: I think we're on board with the Cavs.
3: All right. <laughs>
1: That will wrap up the Cavaliers. Oh, I'm going to do my burning question. Oh, Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> burning question. How old
0: is Thonmaker? That's my burning question. <laughs> <laughs> my actual one is Dante DiVincenzo good, because
1: I kind of wanted the Patriots to draft him, so I kind of want to know if he's good. All right. That's it. Well, that will wrap up that burning question and the Cavaliers. Next up, we're not going to spend too much time on this because we literally talk about it every episode, uh, but they are in the Central Division. They are our team, so we got to – Pretty much hit on it real quick for those of you who are just now listening to the podcast or, you know, you just became a Pacers fan last week. This offseason, they went into it with uh, just a few free agents. They had some player—or team options, excuse me. They ended up signing Tyreek Evans, Doug McDermott, Kylo Quinn. Uh, Draft picks wise brought in Aaron Holiday and Alizé Johnson. Uh, players that the Pacers lost from last year's team, most notably, you got—I mean, you got Lance Stevenson, obviously. Name podcast is named after Lance. Uh, more of a, you know, not a—I don't think—big team impact there, but more of a, you know, fan-wise, it's very depressing. Uh, Glenn Robinson III, getting choked up. Yeah, Glenn, dog. <laughs> Glenn Robinson III. He had some flashes of potential. I don't—I mean, Detroit, you can be happy about him, but he's. At, at best, he's you know a ten-point player, and then Al Jefferson, Trevor Booker, Poitras, and Joe Young, who see it. Um, I did like Trevor Booker though. Um, Pacers last year won forty-eight games. Their over under for this year right now is at forty-eight, so it's right hovering right around that number. I expect them to be around that, possibly a couple of games maybe lower, possibly higher. Um, I think that's a that's good bold. good point for them. It it goes mostly. It was and also a stat I saw was. That they had so many games where they came back from back from ten points, and then also they were two and zero against like the Warriors, and then a couple other really good teams. Like that's not going to happen again.
0: You never know. We could go undefeated <laughs> against the Warriors. Like, I hope know, so, man. but
1: I'm not going to bank on it. But then you also have these other teams. Like I mean, we did go three one against Cleveland, but other teams who have you know went down. It works. It's, it works both ways. So um, I think that's a very reasonable number. Um, we talk about it every day, so we're not going to dive into what we think. We've already given our thoughts on that. But that's the Pacers Peace. for you, and that will wrap up this part of the podcast where we discuss these teams, what they did this offseason. And next we're going to move into our predictions, uh, give you some predictions on the players in the division, uh, best offseason, things like that. So we will wrap this up, and we'll be right back. All right, we are back, and now we have fan feedback predictions before we get into our actual predictions. So I'm going to read some of the stuff that you guys sent to us on Twitter. This is just random stuff about the Central Division teams and then also some of your predictions. So let's start off with first a uh, actual absolute favorite of the podcast, at Donald Stump with two Ps. The Pacers will finish first in the division. Don't care about anyone else because it don't matter. Hell yeah. Pacers win Eastern Conference. What do you guys think? (laughs) I love Donald Stump, baby. I love it. Screw everyone else.
3: Uh,
1: Donald Stump, two-piece. At Indiana Pavers. That's interesting. The C is a V. Says, I think the Pacers will rank first in both smothered chickens and pave shots. What is a pave shot? <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. Is that like shots hope, from the pavement outside or from rain I hope, buckets? I, hope, I hope he think both, so he both can, of those are a good
3: possibility. Yeah,
1: I agree. Um, and then at TD Matt FTW, so touchdown Matt for the win. I guess <laughs> is that what that is? Yes. Pacers win division by three games over Milwaukee. Detroit and Cleveland are both better than expected. Ooh. So very optimistic guy right there. You and, get this uh, guy for the win. Smart
2: guy.
1: Um, and then to wrap up, pretty much your guys' predictions. I'm not going to read all your tweets, but I will give you guys a shout out at well, not at but El Dudorino who you know we always mention him here a lot. He always res- actually responds to our stuff. Nick Stidham. I hope that's how you Stidham.
3: Stidham. Stidham. How do you do? You know who that is? Because Jared Stidham is like one of the best quarterbacks in the okay
1: ST. whatever at jroel86 Bob Scott 816 bailey with two y's and the l is a number one at duan8 underscore absolute fan favorite and also the uh, chief marketing guy for the podcast petrovic76 boilers3212 john underscore Hetty and DC Tippy. I spent like I just spent five minutes reading those freaking
2: names. These are definitely all Twitter eggs.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) Um, Twitter names out of context. Yeah. So hilarious. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Your guys' predictions for best players—they pretty much uh, varied. It was between Giannis and Vic. Um, That's what I would say. Definitely, I would think two of the best players in the division for sure. Coach wise, uh, there was only three people that were selected: Nate, Budenholzer, and Casey. Once again. Uh, I think that's great because the other two uh, uh, Bulls, Fred Hoiberg and what's-his-nuts uh, Ty Lue. What's his nuts, Ty Lue. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Ty Lue. I definitely don't think they're in the conversation. Even though Lou does have a, uh, a title that was really LeBron as a coach. And uh, a lot of you guys say Pacers and Bucks had the best offseason and have the best chance at a deep playoff run. So I agree with a lot of your stuff and obviously I'm biased. That most of you pick Pacers answers because I'm a Pacers fan so thank you for participating in that and we will move on to now our predictions now you guys we'll see if uh, most of our guys on here agree with you Um, so we're gonna just start off best players in the division and I'm going to give you so we talked about this a little bit before we did this Um, I'm going to give you a player from each team in the division and you guys rank them real quick I don't want an explanation. Kevin Love shot whatever, whatever from mid-range. Just give me the best players in your rankings real quick, quick hitters. Uh, for the Pacers, we selected Oladipo, obviously. For the Bucks. Giannis. Pistons was a toss-up, but we ended up selecting Drummond. For the Cavs, we have Kevin Love and Zach Levine for the Chicago Bulls. So, Hawk, I'm going to have you start it off.
0: I'm gonna, you just want me to rank these guys? Rank those guys. All right, Vic one, Giannis Ooh. two. And then I don't even remember the other guys. Let me look at this list here because I already forgot. And then we got.
2: Love, Drummond. Yeah, I'm
0: going to say. I'm going to say Drummond and then Love just because I don't expect Love to have a throwback here. And then just the Bulls roster is just kind of one
1: player (laughs) in my opinion. So. The, the, the Bulls have the least talented. and the best Bulls player. was tough because I didn't want to pick Levine, but it was just like, who else am I going to pick? Him, Barkman, yeah, yeah. It's just I, they're definitely. I think we can all agree have don't have the best player. So my
0: my ranking has Drummond the third best, just because I know I'm going to be the only one that does that probably.
2: And my ranking is Giannis one, Odepo two, Love three, Drummond four, Levine five.
3: Uh, my players, uh, in order: Giannis one, Vic two, Drummond three, over Ooh. Kevin Love. Uh, Kevin Love four, Zach Levine a distant, distant fifth place. You had place. Vic one or two? I had I had Vic two.
1: Okay. Um, I agree with both both ways you guys did that. Um, if Love has a you know Minnesota year, he's definitely number three. Yeah. If not, Drummond's ahead of him. So that's really a toss up there too.
0: You don't. Nobody thinks Vic could be better than Giannis.
1: Uh, I, think I like 40, the take. That's the take. I think he could if he keeps working at it, but there's just so much unknown still. <laughs> <laughs> no, gotta I gotta keep it. working at this basketball. The,
0: thing, honestly, the biggest
3: thing. I mean, I'm he not puts saying, in a lot of work. Yeah, in, I'm obviously. not saying Vic is not talented at all. Obviously, my God, but like Giannis yeah, just has he, that like freakish
0: alien yeah, like. Most people, yeah, would play, I mean, it's yeah tough. most sane people would have. Giannis yeah, it's just. There, tough. I'm not saying so.
1: There's so much unknown with him too. It's just like you've seen what he's done yeah. in five years and. 5 6 years whatever it's been and then and you're Giannis just is like, only
0: 23 so yeah. like,
1: that's scary. I mean you just feel like his wings like his wingspan could you know go another feet by next year like he's just he's that type of player you just never know and he can literally play any position guard any position um he can handle the ball so I would still put him I mean I'm not going to be pissed if that's my best player either of those guys obviously yeah. but um
3: so he's 3 years younger than Victor Oladipo. Yeah.
1: That's crazy Three years ago, about. Victor Oladipo. And they just were in the same draft class. That <laughs> oh, jeez. That's, um,
0: incra-
3: I mean, that's insane. Yeah.
1: Next up on the list, player you are most looking forward to watching this season in the division. So not in the NBA, in the division.
0: Player in the division I'm most looking Me, personally, it's probably Tyreek Evan, just because I'm a Pacers fan. If I had to go outside, it would probably be just Giannis, because he's so fun to mm. watch. So that's me, personally, and... What do you think you pass it along
2: hard not to say Giannis I mean he's number one but my little underrated player is Colin Sexton I think he's I know yeah, yeah. he's definitely, mentioned he would definitely be huge age, linchpin yeah. it's gonna be interesting to watch his development as the year goes on I think he's a key piece for the Cavs
3: yeah I had Colin Sexton number two uh my number one uh by far i Giannis he's this guy's not one yeah. of the best players here but Wendell Carter I I love him um I've Eating up this hype, um, he averaged 13.5 points a game uh, and almost 10 rebounds. I just think he's got a ton of potential on a team that's not going to be very good, and I think they're going to play him heavily. I just want to see what he can do. I think he's going to be one of those big athletic guys that could make some noise. So I got one for you.
1: J.R. Smith. <laughs>
2: that's
1: a great... That's, great. Going, that's
3: awesome. He's going to be chucking shots. But
1: he's, he's the kind of guy... Every other game you watch a J.R. Smith, he's going to be terrible. One game, he's going to room. score 40. The next game, he'll have zero and play like five minutes because yeah. he got in foul trouble or something. like, Or he like just went 0 for 40 from the field. Yeah. That's just the way he plays. I don't like J.R. Smith, but I am very interested to see how many shots he chucks up this season.
0: Yeah, I picked Evans just because I think we've always lacked that second unit slasher. He's like a mini... He's going to be like our Victor Oladipo-less. You know what I'm saying? I but almost yeah, said Dougie of, yeah, See, See, all the guys play. from the Pacers
1: I want to watch more yeah. than any other. Uh, exactly. Division, but, well, yeah. yeah. If I'm not picking Pacers, I'm trying not to be biased. Yeah, yeah see,
0: I don't, I don't care about being biased.
1: Next up, which team has the best coach? I think we can all agree this is one of the most difficult ones. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, oh, I guess I'm going again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it to Nate. I'll let that Pacers bias throw sh- show through and through. I mean, it's either him or, I don't know, Ty Lue. I mean, but, but, I mean Bud. I it's, it's Nate McMillan for me. Best coach.
2: I'm going with, not a homer pick, Dwayne Casey. Reigning NBA Coach of the Year, done tremendous things with Toronto, turned him around, guided the ship from the bottom towards the top. Right. So I'm going with... Casey in a close one over Buds and Nate McMillan.
3: Okay, I was going to go Casey, but something Evan said earlier about Casey like taking a year when he first got to Toronto, I you know, that, that's some good insight. So I actually went Nate McMillan, um, who we actually talked to one of our guests. I can't remember off the top of my head. This is really bad. Actually, it was definitely Eddie White, and he had mentioned that Nate McMillan was really good. Um, right with free agents. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> he was really good. <laughs> what? That no, was just funny. He was really. Good. I thought that's all you were gonna say. <laughs> he was like really. He was great that one year in Seattle where they brought in yeah, all of those yeah. free agents. And so now I'm gonna try to look smart and say Nate McMillan is gonna be the better coach.
0: Hopefully,
3: yeah. and he's a really really good. So
0: I mean, from what Nate showed me last year, I think he could yeah. be
1: easily the best coach.
0: It's definitely Unless between he,
1: those three guys. Yeah. Um, if i had to pick one gun to my head i don't want to pick one because i think it is a toss up um
2: Ty Lue. I'll let no. hoyberg <laughs> i'll let my
1: bias come in and i'll pick nate mcmillan even though sometimes i want to worst know, coach in the division go through you the tv and
3: worst coach in the it's division louis it's got to be hoyberg it's probably. it can't be louis, louis, louis TV. Yeah. He's, he's never yeah. coached
1: yeah. yeah we yeah we don't know yet he
3: could Hoiberg. be like the next i like, could John be good Lund. he yeah. could be the next Wooden. although his faces are really stupid <laughs>
1: All right, so wrapping that up. Next, we are going to which team had the best off season? Mm. I think the Pacer bias is going to run deep in you on this one too. Uh, it's
0: definitely not the Bucks. I'll tell you that. Or the Cavs. It's not the Cavs. <laughs> you lost know, the best player. Uh, it's it's Pacers one for sure. I mean, they just they went. I wouldn't say they went all in, but they went. They went in. They went in this off season. I think they drafted well, which I always mention should should count for something in this discussion as well, off season wise. And I think the Bulls are right there too. I mean, they added two guys that are more of a risk, and I think they drafted well as well. So and Pacers won for me.
2: I'm going with Pacers by quite a bit, and then Pistons-Bulls pretty close to even, then Bucks, and that's it. Going
3: Pacers by a lot. Um, I think everyone's on the same page there. I would then say I think I would edge the Bulls over the Pistons just for the simple fact that, I, again, I keep saying his name, but I really like the Wendell Carter signing or the Wendell Carter pick, um, and I actually think Jabari has a little bit left in the tank. Obviously, Levine is a guy who could be solid as well. He's got a lot of potential. Um, uh, Detroit, I, I think. The biggest acquisition they made was Casey. GR3 will be okay. Um, more than anything, I think their big deal was the Blake Griffin deal in season, so I kind of count that as well. So, um, past that, not really impressed with anything else.
1: Yeah, I'm not even. I mean, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. I'm not going to reiterate what three of you just said, so I agree. Okay. Um, next. So, this one I feel like is just between three teams in the division because I think we're. More high on the Bucks and the Pacers than most, but maybe I'm wrong. So, which team is your dark horse pick to make a splash? So, let's say a team that could sneak in there, get a lower end seed, and, you know, make a splash in the playoffs. Not go deep, but, you know, not just be a pushover. <laughs> this is tough. I it is hard. It is. I was going
0: to pick the Pacers until you said that. Because, I mean, I still think they're going to be like a four seed, and if they make it to these conference finals, I consider that like a splash. But maybe not, maybe not. So I'm, I can't pick the Pacers. I'm gonna pick the Cavs, just because we don't know. And I'm going, I'm going crazy here. If Colin Sexton is an able-bodied point guard that's decent, you love yourself some veteran leadership. And then George Hill right behind him. J.R.
3: Smith, perfect venture. They're
0: not gonna lose more than 25 games. Like I, I think, if they win 15 more, you just never know. And. They're gonna be dog. Tri- they're gonna be dog shit. But I mean, I don't. I don't. At the same time, I could see a
3: scenario where the veterans hold an eight seed or something stupid.
2: They're definitely gonna lose more than twenty five. I games. think
3: he means 25, 25 like, games. Yeah, yeah. okay, twenty five less wins than they had last year. That's what I thought at first too. And I'm like looking at them like craziness. But yeah, <laughs> they're, we they're gonna the win page. more. They're gonna lose. More I got you. Movies, 100%. Yeah.
2: One, the biggest shift in wins from one year to the next, the biggest drop off. The last time. Biggest drop-off ever, wins from one year to the next, was the 2010 Cleveland Cavaliers when they lost LeBron James. Yes. That being said, dark horse Cleveland Cavaliers, you're a smart man, Hawk.
0: Don't, you don't know what to expect. I that's don't. Why can, that's why it's I a like, solid dark horse. I right? like
2: the veterans. I know they're not a great team. I think they have a small margin where they can finish. They could finish 10th in the East or 7th, up to 7th. I think that's it. But I think that they're with their veteran leadership, maybe some development, they could – I don't think there's a lot of other teams in here that can make a dark. Yeah, that yeah. could be a dark horse. So I'm going with caps. Just
3: let Roddy Hood shoot. You'll be all right. Uh, I'm just kidding. But um, seriously, my dark horse uh, on a on a night on a nightly basis, I think the Bulls could make a splash and beat teams they shouldn't. They cannot make any sort of run in the playoffs. They can do nothing of that. But I think their, you know, their youth and athleticism will give teams fits, especially maybe like on the second night of a back-to-back or something. So I really like the Bulls. Um, I see what you're doing with Cavs, but I I think my actual pick would be Detroit. Um, Just because I think Blake Griffin and Andre Andre Drummond have an interesting dynamic. Obviously, Drummond, uh, well, he was around the rim a lot. Now, apparently, he can shoot threes. um, That's debatable. Much to the chagrin of uh, Piston fans. Um, But I actually like Blake Griffin a lot. Um, And like you said last year, you gave the crazy stat with Reggie Jackson in the lineup. Obviously, they were much better as well. So, I think in this very weak Eastern Conference... The Detroit Pistons. I mean, Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, those are two solid players. Like, not a lot of teams in the East have more than two really good players. The puzzle. The puzzle, exactly. So I'll go Dark Horse Pistons.
1: Detroit puzzles. Detroit puzzles. All right, last question. This isn't really a prediction question. I'm just asking you guys a question here. Wouldn't you love to be in the Southeast Division? Do you guys know what teams are in the Southeast Division? Do you know? First off, who won the Southeast Division last year? Is that the one that Miami's in? Yeah. Did they win it? They did. And God. what? See, they were the sixth. Yeah. I think the sixth. Seed. So these are the teams that are in the Southeast Division. They got D Wade, Magic, Miami, Washington, yeah, Jimmy, Bowie. Charlotte, maybe, Orlando, and Atlanta. How bad <laughs> is that division?
3: Well, He's that division it's I crazy. think Miami Well Miami just think, traded for Jimmy Butler We actually don't know that We're just I'm just projecting that But um, Yeah I mean I, I don't know That's a pretty shitty division
1: Even if Jimmy Butler's in that division That's still terrible Like Charlotte's not gonna be good Orlando sucks And Atlanta's gonna be god awful
0: yeah, that would be nice. I that mean, I, be, I, I don't I think mean, our division world beaters either. Uh, I think but vastly better. Way, vastly better. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's crazy about these. And yeah, if you look at the, the East. then you have the
1: Atlantic Division who has Boston, Philly, and Toronto. So that's <laughs> yeah. a pretty tough division yeah. to be in if you're in the Eastern Conference. So that and will wrap the Nets up. Too. Yeah, the Nets. <laughs> that will wrap up our predictions section. What coming up next? We are going to rank our predictions for how the division will play out this season freezing cold takes take it to the bank make sure you're listening all right guys the moment you have all been waiting for drum roll please can i get a drum roll division ranking predictions we are going to go through one by one with each person not literally just one person then move to the next one with a team each person's going to list off their whole rankings, and then we're going to move on to the next one. So one by one, I want you to give me the rankings for how you think the Central Division will go this year. I want you to tell me why, and then I want to make sure – obviously, we're getting this recorded, so Freezing Cold Takes can hopefully retweet this in April when we're all wrong.
0: Yeah. Do so you want me to go first? Oh, I'm looking at you. Okay. Eric Hawks, prediction for this division. Central Division – I got Pacers number 1, I got Bucks number 2, I got Cavs 3, my dark horse, Pistons and then the Bulls in last. And I I will take that to the bank. You can take that to Vegas and put a million dollars on it right now. All right. Why, why did you choose that ranking? Why did you pick the Cavs third? Just from what I said earlier about if Sexton's an able body point guard and you got the depth there at point guard, you got the you got George Hill telling them what to do. And then you got Kevin Love, if he has a throwback year, blah, blah,
1: blah. Uh, How many times has able-bodied Sexton <laughs> been mentioned this podcast? <laughs> All right, Evan, I'll let you go. All
2: right, I, it pains me to do this as a lifelong Piston fan, but I'm going Pacers, Bucks, Pistons, Cavs, Bulls. Okay. So that's kind of chalk on what you're seeing. Um, pacers, I think. I think Pacers Bucks no brainer one two, and then after that it's uh it, it's down to whatever you like. Um and, and obviously I it's like, really like I like the Pistons shoot. yeah so I'm going Pacers Bucks Pistons Caps Bulls.
3: All right mine's pretty close uh, Pacers one uh, can't be talked off that ledge at this point I I just think they're the most complete team Bucks two uh, they have the best player but again their bench is not very good three is the Pistons who I think could make some noise. Um, They were my dark horse team. I like Drummond. I like Griffin. Uh, Four is the Bulls, who I just think that they have a big-time youth movement. I think they're going to be playing hard uh, throughout the season, which is kind of laughable, right, because you're like, yeah, they all should be playing hard, but that's not the way the NBA works. Um, And I I just think they just have a lot to prove. And then my last team is the Cavs. Um, you know, I, I get it. Kevin Love could go back to being the way he was in Minnesota, but he's going to be 30. Last time he was able to do that, he was 25. And if there's anything we know about players like Kevin Love, they, they break down, and he is breaking down, uh, so he'll probably get injured. I love the Sexton. I know, the able body Sexton. Um, <laughs> but that, I mean, I just don't view it like that. I think if Love goes down for any amount of time, I love the Bulls youth way more than I like the Cavs. It's not even youth, really. The Cavs' younger, you know, veterans. So I would go Cavs last, but Pacers, Bucks, Pistons, Bulls, Cavs, take it to the bank.
1: All right. (laughs) I'm gonna switch it up on you guys later, but I do want to mention this is why Born Ready to Pod is a five-star podcast. We all have different rankings. Ooh. Everybody has differing opinions, so no one has the the same one. one? No, I don't. Cavs. I have. I think, but we all have the same first two. So (laughs) Pacers, Bucks. And then I'm gonna switch it up on all you guys. I have the Bulls at third, Ooh. followed by Detroit and the Cavs. And to be honest, I had Detroit and the Cavs as a toss up. I think they could go either way, but I'm picking the Bulls there because they're a young team. not Not everybody's expecting a lot out out of them. Obviously, they are. You know, <laughs> a very light or very. Uh, <coughs> Very good chance of one of these players getting injured, so I'm going to probably eat my words here. But uh, they have a bunch of young talent. They have, uh, you know, they just got Jabari Parker. Still, I mean, he was a number two pick three years ago, so still, really don't know what he can do because he hasn't stayed healthy. So that's probably why I'm going to be wrong. But I have them third because I like their youth um, and the Cavs and the Pistons. I just. I don't like what they did this offseason, and I know the Pistons were pretty much set up for failure from the start because Van Gundy just pretty much you Easy. Know, stuck it to them out the door
2: <laughs> Easy with that
1: Blake Griffin trade, but I don't like what they did, and obviously you lost LeBron James. That's just setting yourself up for failure. Um, but you could, I could see it going, like you guys said, any of those ways. You know, you could mix up those finals three and it could go either anyway. But I'm just going to mix it up and put the Bulls at third because I don't like the Cavs or pistons this year um well that wraps up you know our big preview there but what i want to uh get into a little bit more here and this is bringing in all of divisions in the nba into the uh into the question not just the central division but a big topic of discussion in the nba has been about getting rid of the divisions um so there's been talk, you know, about just doing a conference standings, forgetting the divisions because they're kind of pointless. Uh, it used to be where divisions, the winner of that, would be automatic uh, home court advantage. It would be a top three seed, top four seed. Now it doesn't matter. So, like, the Heat won their division last year, but they were the sixth seed. Um, so divisions kind of are irrelevant now. And then you also have people talking about just doing a – you know, put merging the West and the East together and just doing one through sixteen. So what are your guys' thoughts on divisions? Do you think they're pointless? Um, what why do we still have divisions if they don't have any impact on, you know, the playoffs really?
0: I have no idea. <laughs> I, I think the divisions themselves are absolutely pointless to me. I like I can't even remember them half the time. Like there's there's literally no reason to have them.
2: I like divisions only for the reason that To try and create rivalries. Yeah. I want to see – I know this is a throwback, but I wanted to see Pistons Pacers back in the day four times a year rather than two times a year.
3: Well, yeah, you cost us a championship. The Pistons cost us a championship. I'm sure you did want to see
2: that. It was – I mean, I didn't hate it. (laughs) But I want to see those – and even when you think about it out west, some of the teams in those divisions out there, you want to see those marquee matchups – four times a year rather than twice a year. So I, I like the divisions mostly for that reason. It allows you to have those rivalries a little more.
3: Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I think without the divisions, I think it would actually kind of screw up the schedule, if that makes any sense. But in terms of like if I give a you know flying right. flip about it, I really don't. Mm-hmm. I do think um, – this is probably something super, super duper small, but some of these teams like try to like sell the gear like Central Division champs and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's it's also just, a man, selling point. Yeah. And it, 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 I mean, think about a team and it you know sucks, but like the Pacers, small market team we haven't celebrated an easter conference championship right. since you know way back when with reggie and the and the gang going to la to you know try to win a championship so literally that's like one of the selling points its merchandise yep. um so maybe the nba you know kind of wants to keep that in there
2: that's a great point
3: i
1: think that really the only way to really get rid of the divisions is if they take down and they've talked about this too is the number of games they play each year so dropping that from 82 to whatever number it is. So then they could readjust how many times you play each team a year. I think that's really the only way they could do it. Or if they did the all-conference thing, which I just am absolutely not in favor of. I think that's just ridiculously stupid. Um, yeah, I, I think I don't, people always say the West is so much
0: better, and I'm going to try to make the case here that it's really not. It's just got the two best teams. So, I mean, take the, that could switch in a year or two. Boston could be the best team in the NBA. And then, who knows, maybe the Pacers are number two. Like, that could switch down the road. He's you know? got the
3: crazy eyes going. He's like, Well, sure.
1: and then you've got to look. It's always – the NBA has always been a power shift. Yeah. The, yeah. Michael Jordan in the 90s. You can say back then that the Eastern Conference was, you know, we should have merged it together because Michael was in the East winning all these titles. And then, you know, you had the Spurs and the 2000s, the Lakers. So the West is. I think the last – since Michael Jordan, the last 20 years, whatever it's been, the West has dominated. But it literally could swing at any point. You can't just say, just due to the last you know, 15, 20 years, now we have to change it. Because who knows, 10 years from now, the Eastern Conference could be dominating. Yeah,
0: and last year, the best team was Golden State, and then Houston, and then I think third best team, Boston, and then maybe fourth best team, the Pacers. In my opinion, <laughs> and the best team, the 76ers. I mean, the Pacers went 2-0 against the Warriors. just the season.
2: The, the big like beef about the divisions has been for playoff seeding. Yeah. I think, and I could care less if they got rid of that. Like seeding based on division winners. I think that I would be okay with doing away with it.
0: Well, would you just have the sixteen best teams overall? No divisions don't even matter. Make the playoffs.
2: I think you need. I like the east west so like keep, Chris said.
1: You would keep the conferences, but you would Correct. just have sixteen.
3: Uh, you would not keep the conference. No, so you want to You're just do it one thing. So I've seen that be... I don't
1: like that. I don't
0: like that all. either. I don't and like that. See, it. I think the best way is just keep east and the and I guess we're keeping the divisions for whatever reason, for the rivalry aspect. Mer- merchandise. Yeah, merchandise.
1: Well, yeah, you. I mean, unless you reduce the games, I don't really see any way reason to get rid of the divisions plus that merchandise factor, I guess. But we can all agree that they are at this point, especially since there's no home court... You know, advantage on the line. That they're pretty pointless nowadays.
3: Something Hawk said earlier that interests me. Like, and I'm not going to debate East West which one's better. I think we would say the West's better, but like you said, it could change any second. But do you think it's kind of like just the different mentality that guys have? Like, seems like now everyone wants to go West. Like. New York City used to be like, oh, hey, let's stay east. Let's get as close to New York as possible. Now well, that's it because like New
1: York's every- just a dumpster
3: fire. <laughs> no, no, I just mean like the city. Like, hey, mm-hmm. let's – you know, like that's the city people want to go to. Now it seems like people want to go to like L.A. and stuff. And so like now it's like West Coast. I mean just like as close as you possibly can. Do you think that has anything You're going to do tell me
1: it? like just like LeBron, if there was super – Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving, they just said they they're not going to want to not go to like Miami.
2: Yeah. People I- want to go to – I think those are destination places. Yeah, like I think there's always going to be those destination places like L. A., Miami. I agree, but
3: no one's really going closer to like no one's really going. No one's going going more of those. No one's going east. I I mean, LeBron just went west. Yeah, Jimmy Butler wanted out. I mean, not saying he didn't get to pick where he went, but he's right. out of the East, you know, for now. Um, but I, I just—I don't know. I just thought about it. Yeah, Kawhi. There you go. Kawhi's coming to the East, so maybe—maybe maybe I'm just—I I don't. I'm I just don't, spitballing. I don't defi-
0: know. West is definitely better, but I'm just saying that they're just super top heavy. That's why. I mean. Right. Golden State was made, and then Houston was made to beat Golden State. Like right. they're, just, they're just there's an arms race going
3: on there. In Houston's not exactly like west in the United States. It's exactly. obviously west from where we are, but they're yeah. kind of smack dab in the middle. Who
1: was the eighth seed last year? Was it the Pelicans or no? No, Pelicans, it was, Pelicans it, were six. It, it was, was uh, wasn't Minnesota, right? wasn't it? Yeah, it was Minnesota. So put Minnesota in the Eastern Conference last year. I mean, they're not getting in past the second round. Hmm. Yeah. Not past I the second don't round. So. Absolutely not. No. With a healthy Boston team, and you know. The Pacers. Yeah. Fourth best team in the NBA last year. Speaking of Minnesota, final topic. We'll dive right into it. Jimmy Butler, you know, that news came out. I've just been sick of it. I'm annoyed.
3: (laughs) I love how mad Chris is about
1: it. Because he's mad he hasn't got traded yet. Well, let me go on – I'm going to go on my rant first. This guy comes to the owner and Thibodeau a week before training camp and says he wants traded. Who knows? I mean, we've read the rumors. He slept with Carla, Some
0: cooking going Yeah, on, Carl
1: Anthony Towns' girlfriend, whatever it is. It's probably not true, but he comes to the organization. He just doesn't want to play with these young guys anymore. A week before training camp, you're not going to tell me that, you know, he didn't feel this way two months ago. He comes a week before training camp, and we all give – Paul George shit, and yeah, we still give him shit because that was still shitty, Um, a week before training camp, and he once traded, and these media guys on Twitter, these NBA (laughs) guys who are so smart, they're just like, you got to trade him right now, you got to do it, he's getting mad, you got to trade him, and it's like, no, like, I'm not, I just traded marketing, Chris Dunn, whoever else, Zach Levine, for Jimmy Butler one year ago, why would I give him up now for pennies on the dollar? Yeah.
0: Why do it? That's just the way the NBA is. I feel
1: like Pairs are more powerful now than ever. Like, with,
0: yeah. the, with the demands. And it's dumb. I hate it, too. Because it's w- going to go somewhere I would east. Make, I, would make, no I would
1: make Jimmy wait till February if, if there was an offer then. I would lose him in free agency before I made a stupid, stupid trade for him for like... I mean, I would, thinks
0: Carl Anthony Towns isn't playing hard, he's going to hate Hassan White side. I, I don't know. No, I, he, it's going to be bad. Yeah, and I
1: read a tweet that said he's frustrated that how this is handled and he just wants out. He's like, dude, if I was – the GM for the Timberwolves, your ass would be sitting on the couch until February. Yeah, I like mean, you got to
0: get something for him if he's literally. You knew two months ago you didn't
1: want to art, didn't be here, and especially with the relationship that you feel like he had with Thibodeau, and then all these other Bulls guys on the roster, you felt like he could have, you know, presented it at a better time than you know one week before training camp. And he goes, I'm not coming there. With that all being said, would you want him? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, as, <laughs> as, as I, soon as he... I'd, I'd take him in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, we'd,
0: we'd, we'd have the money to pay him, too. As a thing. Yeah, it's just, we would. We don't um, necessarily want to get so him, and he's not going to resign that leaves me, me. My or, rant's
1: over. I was just annoyed. Prediction-wise, where does he go? I'm just going to say Miami, because
0: I don't know. I haven't been watching at all. <laughs> That's just my prediction. Dark
2: Horse. Central. He's coming to the Central. Detroit Pistons.
1: Oh, they are on the list.
2: They have a pick. They will throw in, and they have pieces. They have young pieces. But as a fan, I would think you want he... him
0: there for probably just a year realistically. Do you think he would resign there?
2: No, I don't think he would resign there. Yes, I would take him as a fan.
1: Okay. You give up a pick for one year of Jimmy Butler when you won't. He's gonna. The team
2: that we have now he's is gonna screw someone's girl. Is born huh? to finish ninth. <laughs> They, we were born to finish ninth, which in the East, which means wife like, is drummed pick because no listen
3: that wife better be watching out because Jimmy Butler slid into those DMs. He
2: wants to go to Miami. Him and D Wade got a little history. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think he slid in the he Insta did. Comments. He did Oh wow, yeah, he did. Gabrielle
3: Union, he did said something like it was a heart. It was something weird. Oh. D Wade fired back real quick. real fast. It was like D Wade knew that maybe this if guy's the other guy. If you're Miami,
0: you're about to get Jimmy Butler. Do you just get rid of Dwayne Wade somehow Well this is his I don't last think year. you can do that. I don't, I don't think, think you can. Yeah, yeah. It's like Wade County. <laughs> Their yeah. fans would
1: literally like <laughs> yeah. burn the So man, that's down. probably the only reason why they he might not go there is because
0: I'd send case.
3: him to Charlotte
1: I would would just wait until somebody – because you know people are coming in right now. Like, the Pacers probably came in and said Bogdanovich. Obviously, the salaries (laughs) won't work, but they'd be like, Bogdanovich for Jimmy Butler. No. Like, no, that's probably the offers they're getting. And people saying they're asking for too much. Well, well, yeah, I'm going to ask for too much right off the bat. Like, I'm not going to come in and say Uh, Bogdanovich and TJ Leaf.
3: I'm not um – my be way too much. <laughs> yeah, my, you would do that in a heartbeat. But um, my actual prediction would be Miami again. It just seems the most logical destination. But I do think, the more I think about it, what about a team like Portland? Would you, give up, would you give up – would you give – okay, so well, it's not working what they're doing. Obviously, they got to the three seed, but it, it, it it's not working. It's apparent they're not going to win a championship, right? Would you give up McCollum for, him that's, for what, him? that's where I'm going with this. Would you give up McCollum for him straight up?
0: Yes. I mean, what else? you got None else to lose. You I winning. don't
2: know that. I mean – You're not winning with two guards. I can see guards. him and
0: Damian Lillard like, hitting it off and he resigned there just because there's another superstar and maybe – Maybe he grows accustomed to Portland. Maybe he maybe he smokes a little weed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. That would be more likely to resign there than Detroit. I'd say.
3: So the Portland thing, okay. Just gut Evan. Would you trade McCollum right now for Butler? You don't. You have no guarantees he resigns.
2: I think I would trade McCollum if I can also throw in a contract piece. Yes.
3: So they got to eat a contract.
2: Yes. I would do that,
3: Chris. McCollum. Because it allows what?
2: you to go two different ways.
3: I would do it. I'd do it too, so I mean I think that's just something like out of the ordinary. I did see one I did see one report of the Sacramento Kings trying to get involved, which is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Heck yeah, but I mean, what better place? Like, give me a second round pick. You take Jimmy Butler, and you know his life. Mean. Yeah, his life is a living hell, and that's he really it.
1: Really want to screw him over? Send him to Sacramento. Yeah,
3: send him to Sacramento. So we gotta talk about
0: Oladipo's movies he watches before bed. Every oh, you that? Did you guys out? see that? Uh, he watches Shrek, Shrek Two, and I think it's Home Alone One and Two. Yeah, every night before Mulan. De- every night, there's no way that's true, right? No, he
3: picks one, I think, and he watches okay. it. Right because
0: the way it was read to me was he watches all those movies. He takes, no, like, he watches a five-hour gap and watches sometimes
1: them all. he switches it up, but he likes it because it's like. It reminds him of his childhood, and he was at peace when he watched those movies. Well, all good movies. Yeah, Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life. I just thought he watched them all on the same night. No. He picks one, which is kind of weird. Like, he's at a hotel, and he's like, yo, you guys got Shrek?
3: (laughs) Shrek is Love. Shrek is Life. Shrek is Life. You guys (laughs) want
1: to defeat some (laughs) Hans? I'm telling you. So, yeah, that was very interesting. Uh,. Okay, you go, like, going off
3: the rails like I normally do. Pick one movie you have to watch it right before bed for the rest of your life. One oh my movie. god! <laughs> just one.
0: It probably be sh- can I fall asleep during the movie?
3: I think so. I think you can fall asleep during the uh, movie.
0: Shawshank Redemption. Probably. Wow. Just something that's grit. He just gets me thinking, and you know, eh, probably. <sighs> uh,
2: Harry, Harry Potter Deathly Howls Part Two, classic.
1: Part one will put you to sleep. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, I this is absolutely no doubt in my mind for getting Sarah Marshall. Ooh, so you're a lighthearted comedy. Dude, a little the jokes comedy. Get,
0: After a year, <laughs> like the jokes, <laughs> would be, you'd hate the jokes. I mean, you, <laughs> you see, a, a, lot like of, you see a lot of funny movies. You see a lot of naked. too. Dude, like, every just, time somebody made a reference to that movie to me in the I fucking just it, ruin, the just. it would ruin just, it. It <laughs> would Listen, just
3: lower the volume and just watch Mila Kunis. <laughs> okay,
0: that works too, I
3: guess. Sarah Marshall.
0: Thanks. And you get the the. Uh, Devo- What's the one opera he does? The one rock opera? With- it's getting
3: kind of hard <laughs> to believe
0: things are going to get better. <laughs> definitely going to have to do a lot of editing on this. <laughs> no, leave it all. No edited back
1: All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our Central Division preview, episode 18 of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. I've uh, got a couple more episodes here coming before the start of the season one of those go- is going to be our NBA preview gonna be a big episode uh, hope you guys and we're looking forward to it so hope you guys are as well um, but that'll wrap things up here today and I appreciate you guys listening and we'll see you next week for episode 19.